Santa baby. He takes care of my world. Santa baby, please hurry down my chimney tonight. Santa baby, please hurry, hurry, hurry. Charlie, say need maybe wait all year for the deed. Twelve months of pressure, screaming ho, ho, ho. Slide down my chimney, sucking on my mistletoe. Fresh chocolate chip cookies, sitting waiting by the stove. Hot on buttermilk, slipping, sliding down your throat. I can't hear the sleigh bells pulling up to my door. I've been a good girl all year, so my kiss on the floor. Keep my sugar to myself, it's a nobody. Good morning, evening, whatever y'all is late as hell, but I had to make sure that I talk to y'all before Christmas, before Jesus' supposed birthday. So I'm got my drink. We're gonna listen to some Kaya, y'all, and then we're gonna get to some shit tonight. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Queen Kaya don't mind me using her song. You know what, Kaya? Reach me at kclorbird at iCloud.com. I'm doing nothing but promote you, Queen. I love you. I enjoy your music. I enjoy this song. I play this song in front of my grandmother, but I had to bleep out all the cuss words. So the song is pretty much over after that, but Kaya went in on that Christmas classic, you know, the Queen Eartha Kitt. <laughs> she did it best, but Kaya, you a close second, Queen. Y'all, it's so good to speak to y'all again. Um, I might sound a little different tonight, so I'm actually recording from a different... Uh, I'm recording from my laptop tonight, so I usually record through, like, my phone and some other stuff, but my phone is fucked up. Basically, I got told today by this fine-ass man at the Apple store that my phone is done for. Um, something's wrong with the audio, speaker, diagnostic. I don't know. He was talking a bunch of bullshit. He told me I need to get a new phone. You know, Apple, I'm really about to get rid of my iPhone because it's like every time... I get an iPhone, there's an issue. I will be honest with y'all. I got my first iPhone in 2012. The first one got stolen when I was in college, free food fun Friday. Those who went to Temple University know what I'm talking about. Then um, it got stolen. I found it, but someone cracked the screen. I got it. I had to get a new phone. I had a new phone until probably that March. I lost it or it got stolen at PubWeb. Temple University students know what I'm talking about. I had to get a new phone. And after that, I had that phone for a while, but then it started malfunctioning. And then I had to get a new phone. And then, you know, I had to change services because I got to a beef with the person I was on a phone plan with. So I had to go to T Mobile. That phone lasted a while, but then it got ran over like a year and a half later. Then I had to get a new phone. And then that phone like got fucked up, like the charger wasn't working. Then I got my current phone, and I've had my current phone now for three, almost four years. 
and it's been paid off for over two years, but now it's not working. And I'm like, come on, like a bitch cannot catch a break. I'm upset. But you know what? God always provides. And, you know, I'm just going to have to get a new phone. I have insurance, but who knows? You know, insurance with iPhones is a joke. So I'm going to sound a little different tonight. Guys, please forgive me. But I am so grateful that you guys are speaking tonight um, about me because I have to give a shout out to my friend, Kristen, Dr. Cook. You know, I found out that you're listening to my podcast. So shout out to you. Shout out to my homegirl, my sister, Dominique. You know, she's always like supportive. And she told me that, you know, Dr. Cook loves my podcast. I don't know if she put her into it or not, but shout out to both of y'all queens. I got to give y'all that. And just Merry Christmas to all my Christians. Happy holidays to everyone, whether it's New Year's, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever, you know, Snake Charmer Day, whatever y'all celebrate. God bless y'all. But let me take this sip and we're going to start kikiing. Oh, my goodness. So I have some big news for y'all. So after many years of debating and, you know, talking to people about this, and I think I've talked to y'all about it a couple times with online dating, I've downloaded Hinge. I'm not going to say I'm going to be very active with it now, but I definitely set up a profile, loaded my pictures, created a whole profile and everything. So I'm excited about using it for the time being, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. You know, there's a couple people I X on. I'm like, okay, they cute. I'll give, I might give them a shot. There's a couple people or at, y'all know what I'm trying to say. What the fuck? I'm lit y'all. I've been drinking vodka and Diet Coke for the past five hours. So if I start to sound a little incoherent, I pray that y'all forgive me, but a bitch is lit tonight. It's Christmas Eve. I ain't got no kids. I'm employed. I paid my bills this month. I need to enjoy a little bit of something. I got through 2020 because many of our loved ones, many people that we may know did not make it. So this is something to definitely celebrate with. But um, I downloaded Hinge, and it's supposed to be one of the better quality apps. I don't know. Um, I'm personally not pressed to have a man right now. Um, I have friends. I have a stable. But as a permanent man, I don't know. I told you, I just believe a lot of these guys out here ain't shit. And men that are that date women, a lot of women ain't shit out here neither. Like you you gotta be you gotta be on the lookout at all times with these people. And I was talking to one of my really good friends tonight. I ain't gonna say her name, but she knows who she is. She knows I'm doing an episode tonight. Uh she actually just left my home. We were hanging out uh the past few hours together. Um, we was talking about how when you're in a relationship that doesn't work out, should you feel guilty that you were in that relationship or should you be grateful for the lessons that you learned? So we're going to title tonight's episode as take that L and go, because that is the conclusion that we both came up with. So I don't know if I ever told you guys, but my whole life, 
I've always stated that I've been in one relationship, one, I guess, serious relationship where I was like, he was my man. I was his man. We were boyfriends. We called each other boyfriends or whatever. Um, I had a situationship where, you know, I liked a guy. We were together. We were the only people that we were both sleeping with or we were supposed to be. I, I don't know what he was doing all the time. But um, and uh, years later, you know, after we've broken up and, you know, we talk every now and then. He's like, yo, you, we were in a relationship and I loved you and all this other stuff. I didn't know that was the case because he didn't act like it when we were together. I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess we were in a relationship. But to be honest with y'all, he doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, if he do, thank you for the listen. I don't consider that a relationship. But anyway, the one relationship I've been in, I was with a man that I felt like I barely knew. And when we started the relationship, he told me one name. It wasn't his name. It was like a name. It was his grandfather's name. And I guess him and his grandfather were close. This is what the nigga told me, y'all. I don't know how true this is, but this is what he told me. He told me that his grandfather's name was August and they were very close and they were very, they were like, always together so they called him august on top of it and he went to a hbcu which i thought was cool because you know i went to temple university and i'm proud of my alma mater i love it i don't take it back don't regret those four and a half years i spent there but there's no but excuse me because but negates everything you said before i enjoy those four and a half years however you know, I was like, okay, you know, I got a man from an HBCU, like, that's cool or whatever. Um, he's a devout Catholic, so I'm like, okay, I love me a good Christian man, because I'm a Christian man. I will hope that, you know, I like to think that I'm a good Christian. You know, there's definitely things I need to work on or whatever. And he was attractive. He was a sneakerhead, and he was just, like, mad cool, came from a good family. His mom was a doctor. Um, he was a Caribbean man. And this is around the time that I started to get into my Caribbean culture because I am fourth generation American on my mother's dad's side because my mother's dad is Jamaican or was Jamaican. He's dead. And I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, that'll be like mad cold or whatever. And this man turned out to be a complete psychopath. Like he was very judgmental. Uh... I have a lot of straight, like, to be honest, I legit have two gay guy friends. All my other guy friends are straight, and it's I have nothing against gay men. I'm a, I'm a gay man. I love gay men or whatever. It just so happens that I tend to be, I just happen to have a lot of friends who are straight men. So when I would hang out with some of these straight men, he would be very upset, very jealous, feel a certain type of way. And I'm just like, why do you feel like that? Like, you know... These men are straight. They don't want me. I damn sure don't want them. One thing about me is when I'm in a relationship with someone, I am very, like, if I'm in a relationship with you, like a relationship, like we're claiming each other, like you're my man, I'm your man, you don't ever have to worry about me questioning us, you know, because one thing about me is I'm a certain ass bitch and I will just 
I'll, I would let people know like, hey, I'm in a relationship and I can't do this. You know, I had a man approach me one day, like this man was kind of cute, had his own car, had some money and everything. And I was walking in Fairmount when I lived in Fairmount part of Philly, I was bougie. And, you know, this man, he approached me and he was talking to me and everything. But I was like, yo, I'm sorry. I have a boyfriend, you know, I'm, I am I can't or whatever. And I was, you know, adamant about that, even though at the time I wasn't even confident in that relationship. But the thing is, when I'm in a relationship, I'm in a relationship. It's no if, ands, buts. It's no conditions. It's not like I'm going to take your number for the future. I'm just a loyal ass person like that. So with this man... I gave him all of that, but he did not, he still didn't trust me to the point he didn't even trust me with straight men. And it just always led to an argument to where we broke up. And after we broke up, I just started thinking about like all of this stuff. And to be honest, he broke up with me and I tried to get back with him and he wouldn't take me back. And at first I was like, damn, like, I had a boyfriend. I was excited. I was in my early 20s and it was like my first boyfriend because I grew up in that part of the millennial generation where it was still kind of like old school where we didn't come out until we were like in college. You know, some people came out in high school, but some people didn't. I was one of the people that didn't come out, at least to everybody. My friends knew, but whatever. Um, It's like, so me saying that he was my first boyfriend and I didn't want to break up with him, but he broke up with me. But even talking to my friend tonight and she just got out of a relationship, it was like, you see so many red flags with people, you know, this man was controlling about the friends I should date. He was judgmental. Some of my other friends, he brought up religion a lot. And it's like, yo nigga, you gay, I'm gay. But I don't think being gay is anti-religious, but the way he was talking, it's like this nigga believed in, you know, eye for eye, two for two, stone at noon, like all type, like he was crazy. So, and I told y'all he just grew up in a culture where that that shit was cool. So he was like estranged from three of his brothers because he was gay, but he was like, I'm understanding of that. And I'm like, you're cool with your brothers. Y'all have the same mom and dad being estranged from you because you're gay. Like, it's weird. And the crazy thing is this man works with kids. Like, he's literally a early childhood educator in Philly. I ain't going to say his name, but if y'all find him, let him know that there's a podcast called Kiki with Ken. And if the bitch want to say something to me, he has my phone number and my email to this day. My mouth is dry. Hold on, y'all. So, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that, but that's how our relationship was. And I was talking to my friend, and we were like, yo, so when we join these relationships that have so many red flags, why do we decide to stay in them? And I think I have the issue or the problem that many people have. You can always analyze, be critical of other people's relationships from your point of view. But when it comes to you or when you're involved, you never know what to say. You don't have a response. You don't have an answer to anything. She was telling me her ex-boyfriend did. 
I don't want to really put out her business, especially since we just spoke about this. But she would tell me that her ex-boyfriend would say certain things and she would have to find out about it by herself. And I'm just looking at her like, oh, my goodness, like you legit did. You saw this in this man early on in your relationship. But I do think that sometimes, especially when you haven't been in that many relationships, you're like, you know what? And then let's keep it real. A lot of people always talk about compromise, you know, fighting for a relationship, you know, don't be too judgmental. Sometimes I feel like we feel like we have an obligation to be like, okay, this person likes me or say they like me. I like them. So I should take all their baggage and all the bullshit that they're going to bring I should just accept it and try to deal with it. And I feel like that's something that her and I and millions of other people do. You know, it's, I like this person. They like me. I'm developing feelings for this person. They're developing feelings for me. And then, you know, they could tell me out the blue, oh, you know, I am still married, but I'm going through a divorce. Or I have $23,000 in credit card debt. Or I have children I never told you about. Or, you know, I just got out of rehab, like crazy stuff. Or, you know, I had a kid that died. So because of that, I'm anti-abortion, like all types of crazy stuff. And this is not from my friend. This is like multiple people that, including myself, some of these stories involve. So don't try to pinpoint y'all. And my friend who might hear this girl, I ain't talking about you. But this is just stuff that, you know, there are red flags, you know, if you have a partner that you feel like you can't talk to, can't trust, you have a partner that's keeping secrets and lies from you, you have a partner that, you know, their secrets, their lies, you're aware of, but you're so ashamed and afraid to tell the people, your family members, your loved ones, your friends, that's a problem. And then that is when you need to be like, you know what, they're no good for me. I need to remove myself from this situation. But a lot of the times we put we find ourselves in that same situation and we don't know what we're doing. We don't know that, okay, I shouldn't be in this. I feel like people have this mentality that I'm smarter or I could do things differently or, yeah, I can navigate this because I did X, Y, and Z. I've been in a relationship with a man that was sleeping with other people besides me, and I knew about it. I've been in relationships with a man that ignored me. I've been in a relationship with a man that told me he was going to sell his soul to the devil. And as a Christian, that bothered me. And rather than me being like, yo, bitch, you need to leave this motherfucker alone because this nigga talk about selling his soul to the devil, I legit try to fix him. And be like, oh, you know, don't do that. Come to my house and talk to me. Like, looking back on it, I was like, yo, bitch, what was you thinking? But at the time, I'm thinking, oh, because this is my man. I have feelings for him. I need to be able to defend him. Because no one wants to be known as the bitch that leaves a man. Nobody wants to be known as the bitch that got embarrassed. Nobody wants to be known as the bitch who just leaves when things get hard. And I'm telling y'all, and I'm begging y'all, if you realize that the person you're with 
if you're a man, a woman, you dagging or you sword fighting, whatever the case may be, you, I'm in an alphabet group. I could say what I, I could say these things. If you recognize these things and you're not, and you're not doing anything about it, like you're not removing yourself from the situation, that's a problem. You need to recognize those red flags and you need to be like, you know what? This person's no good for me. I can't help this person. It's not my job to help this person. So let me take this L and go. That's what you need to do. Take the L and go. Like if 2020 taught you anything, take the L and go. We've all taken L's this year. Relationship-wise, some of us has lost loved ones. Some of us has lost our jobs. Some of us has lost our livelihoods, homes, purpose, social lives, everything. But you just got to go from it. Like if you can take the L's of life, and I'm talking about financial, emo not emotional, but financial, job security, even loss of love life, loved one's lives, excuse me, that should be no problem. You you can take that easier than some of these people are taking um, L's of relationships. I mean, life is full of relationships, whether it's romantic, familial, friendships. It's full of relationships. And sometimes you got to cut it off. I've talked on this platform, on this podcast about how I've cut off loved ones how I cut off family members. Like I'm estranged from both of my parents. And to be honest, I don't ever see those relationships being mended. Um, So it's not a problem for me to cut a man off at all. And for some of y'all out there, it should not be a problem for y'all neither. Like even if you get along with your love, your parents or your siblings, your family members, whatever the case may be, you get along with them because you get along with them. You have similar mindsets, attitudes towards them. You feel like they're good people for your lives. If that's the case, great. But a relationship, you should not fight for a relationship. A relationship you fight for only when you know you're being tested by something. Like, you know, he or she walling out, not sleeping with other people walling out, but walling out, they might be going through a mental thing or it might be going through like a physical ailment or going through a financial thing. That's one thing. But if they're out here cheating on you, disrespecting you, lying, hiding stuff from you, that's not a partner. That person right there is a leech or a demon that's there to test you. And you know what? You got to be like, fuck it. I'm not meant to be with this person. I need to take my L and fucking go. You need to exit stage left. And you know what? And if you're in a rush, you need to leave right. Leave soon. Leave that whole situation ship as soon as possible because these motherfuckers out here are wilding the fuck out. And y'all say I'm cussing a lot, but look, I'm telling y'all, I am very passionate when it comes to people leaving a relationship because one thing that God blesses, the biggest blessing that we get in life is the one blessing we cannot renew, and that is time. So if someone is out here wilding out and you can avoid future wild outs, avoid it. And when I say avoid future wild outs, that means it's time for your ass to leave. Get the fuck up out that situation, the fuck up out of that relationship because people are crazy. Um, 
I'm saying um a lot because I don't know. This like this conversation is so fresh to me, and I feel so passionate about it. And also, I'm trying to choose my words wisely because I don't want to sound like I'm judging people. I'm not. I've definitely been stupid in a relationship before. I would give y'all a story. Y'all know I love to give y'all a story. So my last year of college, I was dating this guy. The same guy I told you about the super Catholic guy and everything. I was talking to him the year before that. I met him on a dating site. Um, and we were talking on a site, but then we stopped. Somehow we found each other again on a dating site. Then we finally met and everything. Everything was cool. And I slept with him the first night. Fuck it. I did. Um, I slept with him the first night and it was good. You know, he was a nice skinny guy. I like, I love me a skinny man, y'all. Love him. Um, and he um he was cool and everything, but we got into some type of disagreement or argument. And I remember in our disagreement or argument, I felt like I found a way out. Like by that point we got to this argument, I'm like, this is not worth it. He's no good for me. He's horrible, blah, blah, blah. Like he's just not a good guy for me. And I knew all of this stuff but I remember him breaking up with me and me fake crying. Like I fake cry on the phone. I was like, <laughs> like I wasn't crying. And I was telling him like, I love him and all this other stuff. And he wasn't, I thought he wasn't buying it, but he did. Cause he took me back. But looking back at that now, I'm just like, yo bitch, you really was out here begging the man to take you back. You sound stupid. And then on top of that, you knew he wasn't no any good for you. You knew that this man was making, even if a man feels like he could make you cry. This man didn't know I was fake crying, but the fact that he thought he could make me cry and he made me do this. No, I'm sorry. He didn't make me do anything. My stupid ass did it for several hours. Yeah, hours, y'all. Like I fell asleep on the phone convincing this man to take me back. It worked, but... I look like an idiot, but you know, we talk real shit on Kiki with Ken and I'm also lit and I'm not going to lie on the eve of Jesus supposed birthday. He was like, oh yeah. Um, he took me back the next day. You know, we made up or whatever, but I always thought back like, wow, bitch, you really had a fake. Now you had to, I wanted to fake and I faked crying for this man to take me back. He probably enjoyed every moment of this and probably felt like he had dominion, control over me, authority over me. And that's probably why this nigga felt comfortable to start making ultimatums to me and start saying stuff like, oh, you know, you can't hang out with straight men. You have no business doing that. Start judging my friends. Start putting his beliefs out, beliefs, excuse me, out on me and saying I should like, you know, follow his example and his rules and it's y'all it's wild i used to be a weak bitch i did i did some weak bitch ass shit and i'm disgusted with myself to this day and that's why at age 30 i'm just like you know what i would never put myself in that situation again
And there's been a couple times where I've been tested to be in that situation. And thank God I said no. Because that nigga taught me a lot. Because eventually I had to take that L and go. Like, when he finally broke up with me and I was thinking about getting back with him, I'm just like, no, this guy is no good. Like, the fake crying was a red flag. The way he talked about my friends and saying I shouldn't have any guy friends was a red flag. Also, he stopped talking to me the first time we started, we were talking on a dating website was a red flag right there. It's like, how many red flags do I need to know this man is no good? More than enough. One is too many. And I was really one of these people out here that's like, I need to be in a relationship. I was out here being one of these people that thought like, you know what, you should fight for a relationship. You should fight for a relationship if y'all didn't do anything wrong. If there's some type of miscommunication or something, that's when you fight for a relationship. If, you know, let's say your husband or your wife has a mental illness Let's say somebody lost their job through being like laid off or something. That's when you stick by them. But if the motherfuckers out here cheating on you, beating on you, lying to you, that's a problem. So it is what it is. But I enjoy talking to you guys. Um, I would definitely do another episode with you guys soon, a longer one when my phone is working again. And I'll be able to speak to you guys, but I love you all. I want you guys to have a blessed Christmas. Please cherish the relationships that you have. Cherish the loved ones that you have in your life. And if you have any questions or want to get to me, please email me at kclorbird at icloud.com. I love you all. Have a blessed, happy holidays. And we will definitely chat before the new year. Bye-bye.